0: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
1: Why I Stopped Using Dark Web My story begins a few years ago. I decided to use my computer skills to run a small darknet forum, mainly just to share information without censorship. At first, I was extremely paranoid about my site getting hacked, and having my anonymity being compromised, so I went online and began to research everything that I would need to ensure my own safety. After countless days of scouring blogs, forums, and other material I decided I was ready now. I didn't have any money, so I couldn't just buy a VPS and host the site offshore or whatever. So I decided to use my old laptop, after all I wasn't planning on running a major website. So after setting the server up and what I thought was literally every single thing I could to do Harden It Against Attack, I put the site online. Everything went great for a couple of months. Donations rolled in as the the user base grew larger and larger. After around 5 months the user base had gotten so big I had to upgrade and migrate everything to a new PC which I built just to host the forum. And from there everything seemed perfect. The site was running smoothly and there were no issues with the migration until one day when I came home and noticed the PC had frozen. I didn't think much to it, maybe just a software bug caused it so I rebooted. And that's when it was clear to me something was wrong, the PC lit up, and beeped a few times, then shut off. So I thought to myself, okay, so it's a hardware issue. After a few hours trying to diagnose the issue, I figured it out, and it turned out the RAM had been corrupted. I took it back to the store since it was still under warranty. The customer rep just told me it might have just been a faulty stick. When I got home, I replaced the stick of RAM and had the site back up and running within a few hours. Everything seemed to be perfect again, I apologized to the users for the downtime, and everyone seemed to be happy enough. Fast forward a few more months. The forum's been up and running for around a year and a half. Now this is when things started to get really weird. I finished work on a Friday, it was a gorgeous day in the middle of summer, I came home had something to eat and sat down in front of my PC and noticed I had a message. Upon opening the message I realized that somewhere I'd messed up now, don't get me wrong, I'm not like Assange or anything so I don't really know why anybody would actually target me, but the world is a crazy place so whatever. The message had my details from my name, address, bank details, passwords, private emails, private messages everything from nearly every single device I owned I freaked out and immediately took the PC offline, turned my internet off, but little did I know that this guy had done his research after a couple of hours pacing my room I received a text message. I know everything about you. The message was sent via some type of SM service so there was no way to trace it and then my phone rang. Don't talk, just listen. I know everything there is to know about you. All I want is two bitcoin or things get worse. I'll send you a text with the wallet details. The phone call ended just as quickly as it started. I opened my laptop up and checked my bitcoin wallet. There was enough left over from the donations just to pay this guy off and hope that would be the end of it. So I entered the guy's details and sent the payment. My phone rang again. Thank you for complying. Unfortunately, someone I know really likes you he hung up panicking i tried calling the number back an automated message began to play the number you have dialed has not been recognized a few hours passed, and i began to think to myself well maybe the last call was just him having fun and decided after a long day i'd just go to bed sometime around 2 a.m i was woken up by the sound of banging at my front door i jumped out of bed and turned on all the lights grabbing a knife from the kitchen i walked slowly towards the window and looked out I could see someone standing by a car. When they spotted me, they got in and drove off. I rushed to the door in hopes I might be able to get a license plate. But by the time I'd opened it, they'd already turned the corner. As I turned, I noticed an envelope on the floor. I picked it up, went back inside and locked the door, closed the curtains and sat in the kitchen. I placed the envelope on the counter and stared at it for around half an hour, trying to muster up the courage to open it did these guys really come to my home i thought to myself after the half hour was up i decided enough was enough i opened the envelope and pictures fell out onto the counter they were of me sleeping these guys had not only been outside my house they'd been inside whilst i was sleeping the images had been edited and strange love hearts had been added next to me so now i was sufficiently freaked out i didn't go back to sleep and when the sun broke the darkness i decided to head to the police station and tell them everything I hadn't broken any laws, so I hoped they would just help me at least after hours of explaining everything to them they told me there was nothing they could do. At this point I had never felt so alone in the world. I was scared of what this guy was planning for me. I didn't have the foggiest idea what I was supposed to do or expect, so I decided to wipe everything my laptop. PC and phone I picked up everything I needed stuffed it all into a bag and decided to leave I had a couple of friends that I knew I could rely on so I called up my old buddy Marcus and we met had a few beers and I explained everything to him. He offered me a place to stay and I hoped that would be the end of it how wrong I was. A few days later it happened again there was a knock at the door first thing in the morning. Me and Marcus both went out to find another envelope on the floor. Same thing pictures of me sleeping but these were in Marcus's house. I started freaking out again and Marcus just said, okay, well, we need to do something, maybe set a trap or something. So we went over numerous ideas, everything you could think of from cameras to baiting him, and we settled on the idea of staying up during the night and locking him in the room. We filled the bed up with pillows, set up cameras, and even barred the windows in the room. We hid in the room next door. After a few hours had passed, we heard the lock rattling on the front door and we knew it was game time. We'd left the door just slightly ajar so we could see outside as he went past, and the moment he went into the room, we both sprung to action quickly as we could. We closed the door and locked it from outside using a chair and a metal bar. There was only one way he was getting out, and he'd have to destroy the door. We could see the silhouette of him as he paced the room quietly. It was creepy as F. We called the police as we kept an eye on him. At last, I thought I can finish this and move on with my life. Just as the police arrived, we noticed the guy take a gun out and place it to his head. He held a sign up which read, I love you, and he pulled the trigger. The police barged and guns drawn told us both to get the floor. We complied and shouted, he's in there, pointing at the door. The police removed the makeshift lock and entered the room, called for an ambulance and put me and Marcus in the back of a police car. I'd been sat in the interview room for a good couple of hours, I guess, whilst they carried out the investigation when a detective came in and sat down in front of me, opening a folder and placing pictures on the table, Do you know her? Her? I said, looking at the pictures. No, I replied, confused. He looked at me and said, This is the person who's been stalking you. And he then began to tell me they had visited her home, and found a shrine with photos of me all over the place, from restaurants to the gym, even shopping. He went on to tell me that she'd been the one that sent the messages, made the phone calls, etc. And they'd also found a diary which had some kind of future plans for me and her. She wanted me to be her husband, and we'd been chatting for around a year and a half from the moment. I started the forum after I explained everything the detective said I was lucky to be alive. She had actually planned to drug me and kidnap me. She had even made some makeshift lockbed so I wouldn't be able to escape. To this day, I feel lucky, and I haven't been on the dark web since. Do not mess around on the dark web. Now I know this sounds like common sense, but as I am writing this, I have a black figure pointing a gun at the back of my head. This all started a week ago when I was scrolling on TikTok, and then I saw a tutorial to go on tour. Now any sane person wouldn't download tour. But I did, and boy, was that a mistake. When I downloaded it, I did learn some things like how to stay safe on it and basic rules of the dark web. But nothing could have prepared me for what was coming. When I was browsing Tor, an ad popped up on a hacking site. I was on about free credit cards, and me being dumb, I fell for it. When I clicked, the ad ransomware was installed on my computer, and as this doesn't sound too bad. A chat room then popped up, and someone said, I see you. Now when you are on the dark web and someone says that you are screwed, I stupidly respond to the message with, Who are you? If you keep trolling me, I will find you in your life. Now as stupid as that sounds, having authority is critical when on the dark web. After that he wrote two words that will shock me forever. Found you. Now I said sure until he sent a picture of my house and then a picture from my webcam and knew I was screwed, I quickly exited the dark web and closed my laptop forcefully. And then that's when it happened suddenly, there was a gun pointed to my head. Hello anyone reading this, so this is my first story on here, but I have posted on R-Rule Shore, so check that out. Suggestions are recommended. One week ago, I was surfing the dark web and joined a chat room called Black Hat Chat renowned for technology discussions, including cybersecurity topics. I had been chatting for about an hour when someone with the username Ouija02 entered the chat. They sent a message saying, Hello everyone, which everyone ignored. Despite there being more than 30 people in the chat room, only 7 were active. After being ignored, Ouija02 personally messaged me asking, Hey, you are there? I replied, Yes, what happened? Then, he or she sent the same message to all seven active users. Initially strangers, after continuing the conversation for an hour, we became friends, even though we didn't know each other's real identities. Now there were eight active users, including Ouija02. However, after Ouija02 sent disturbing messages implying harm to his sister and assault on his mother, among others, everyone ignored him. According to the group's rules, anyone who abuses the platform or discusses such disturbing topics would be kicked out by the admin. Following these events, the admin removed OuijaZo2, but he or she kept rejoining the chat under different usernames like OuijaZo3, OuijaZo4, OuijaZo5, etc. After a while, he or she sent an anonymous link to the group. As we were discussing how unsettling his or her behavior was, everyone saw the link and became apprehensive. There were concerns that the link might be a scam or a way for him or her to discover our IP addresses. However, he or she simply messaged, see the magic, and left the chat. One user opened the link and advised us against visiting the website. Curious, I asked why, questioning if it was a scam The user explained that the website contained CP material, abuse, and even footage of violence against quote, very, very young individuals, if you know what I mean, among other disturbing content. He urged us not to visit, explaining just how bizarre the website was in a way that was hard to express. I didn't visit the website, but another user did and shared their disturbing experiences. A few minutes later... Ouija02 rejoined the chat and encouraged us to visit the website to see the magic, targeting everyone except me. Then, he or she messaged me directly saying, I'm Ghost, which was my username. I was shocked. How did he or she know that I hadn't visited the website yet? Following this, he or she sent a message saying, I'll see you soon, Im Ghost, and left the chat. The Black Room, a dark web story. I had always heard stories about the dark web, how it was a hidden corner of the internet where anything and everything could be bought and sold, but I don't think I ever thought that I would actually explore it myself. It was just too scary and dangerous, not to mention illegal. But one day, I remember watching a YouTube video which talked about some of the crazy things you could see on there, and being a stupid, rebellious teenager at the time, I spontaneously decided to dive in. At first it was like any other website, with links to various topics and products. But as I clicked through, the content became more and more disturbing. There were sites selling drugs, weapons, and I even saw advertisements for human trafficking. The images and videos were gruesome, making me feel sick to my stomach, but I just couldn't look away. As I continued to scroll, I stumbled upon a site that offered something that caught my attention a mysterious and exclusive club where people could experience unspeakable things. It was called The Black Room. At first, I thought it was just a hoax. But the more I read, the more I realized that it was real. The members of this club paid a large sum of money to be a part of it, and the experiences they had were beyond anything imaginable. The site had an application process, and after filling out a detailed form, I received an email inviting me to the next event. It was to be held in an undisclosed location, and I was given specific instructions on how to get there. I arrived at a dilapidated warehouse on the outskirts of town, and as I walked in, I was hit with a wave of fear. The atmosphere was dark and foreboding, and the people there were like something out of a horror movie. They wore masks and costumes, making it impossible to tell who they really were. I was taken to a room, and there I met the host, a man who called himself the Black Baron, He explained the rules and what would happen next. I was given a mask to wear and told that I could leave at any time if I felt uncomfortable. But that didn't exactly put me at ease. As the night progressed, the events that unfolded were beyond anything I could have ever imagined. People were tortured, humiliated, and degraded. It was like a scene from hell, and I couldn't believe that I was actually a part of it. As I watched in horror, I realized that I had made a grave mistake by coming here. I had put myself in danger and there was no telling what could happen next. Suddenly the lights went out and in the darkness I heard the sound of footsteps coming towards me. My heart was pounding in my chest and I tried to run but I couldn't see anything. I felt a hand grab me, pulling me towards a door. The door opened and I was thrown into a small room. I could feel the panic rising in my chest as I realized that I was trapped. It felt as if the walls were closing in on me and I could hear the sound of my own breathing. Hours passed, and I was still stuck in the room, my mind racing with fear and uncertainty. I had no idea what was going to happen to me, or if I would ever get out alive. I lost my left eye when I was only seven years old. It was a stupid way to lose an eye, but luckily most people tend not to ask how I lost it, I think the majority worry it might be insensitive. It's not a story I like to tell. Not because it's upsetting or brings back bad memories. I just feel embarrassed by it. Growing up, my brother and I were obsessed with Robin Hood, the outlaw of Sherwood Forest, who would take from the rich and give to the poor. I'm not going to pretend this heroic savior of the poor was our hero because of his good deeds. We simply liked him because of his legendary skill with a bow and arrow. Our father, a keen gardener, had lots of bamboo sticks all piled up beside the shed which he would tie plants to in order to stop them from drooping when they grew. It was my brother's idea to take one and attach a length of string to both ends to create a bow. I thought he was an absolute genius. When we had finished making the bow, we made an arrow, simply by using a handsaw to carve a small groove into one end of an arrow-sized piece of bamboo, which would act as a nest for the string to sit. I'm first, my brother said. No, I cried. It was my idea, so I get to shoot first. And that was that. At one end of the garden, there was a little wall which surrounded one of my father's flower patches. Upon the wall, we placed an empty plastic bottle to be used as our target. My brother, of course, then took the first turn, missing wildly and falling far short of the bottle on the wall. Next it was my go, and I also missed. It took about an hour before we had both knocked the bottle off the wall once. Right, now you stand in the middle and I'll shoot over your head at the target. Another genius idea by my brother. I didn't argue. I thought it was a cool thing to do and if I did it then my brother would have to let me have a go shooting over him. I don't believe he meant to do it. It was just a careless accident but the arrow never made it past my body. It struck me hard and deep in my left eye. Straight away blood poured down my cheek and I screamed in agony. I spent a couple of days in hospital before the doctors decided they would have to remove what was left of my eye. Until I was twelve I wore an eye patch. but when I moved into secondary school I decided to get my first glass eye to try and put an end to the pirate jokes. It might sound weird, but I loved my glass eye and by the time I was sixteen and leaving school I had collected dozens, all different colors and designs. My missing I stopped being something I tried to hide, and in a strange way became my kind of signature. Kids would say, Have you seen the boy with a spiral in his eye? Or, Have you seen the lad with an eye like a cat? I enjoyed this. It allowed me to embrace my injury and make it part of my identity. I carried on collecting glass eyes for many years, always on the lookout for new designs or something different to what I already had. When I was 25 I discovered the dark web. A friend from my Dungeons & Dragons Club told me about how he had used it to buy some sort of hallucinogenic. I didn't plan on using the dark web for anything like that. I was just intrigued by the idea of it. Once I was on I started looking for stores. It was amazing and disgusting, people selling guns, drugs, services, and even other people. It made me feel a little bit ill knowing I was now a part of this strange illicit world. I went on to one store page which called itself Mr. Bubbles' Objects of Trouble, which was the first store I had come across which had a search bar. So I thought, F it, let's see if they have any. I typed in the words, Glass Eye. I didn't expect anything to come up, and I was rather surprised when a match popped up on my screen. The item was called, The Sight of Sin, which was simply a black eye with a small red number 7 on it. It pulled at my fancy, so I decided to buy it. I didn't truly expect it to show up, but one week later a package arrived and there it was. As customary with all my new eyes, I washed the eye in a solution to make sure it was clean. When washed, I put it in a case with the rest of my eyes and went back to watching television. The next morning when I woke up, I thought I'd test out the new eye to see if it was a good fit to check how comfortable it was. It went in with ease and felt absolutely perfect, so I decided to leave it in for the rest of the day. Nothing strange happened at first, it was just my usual daily routine of having breakfast and doing some work on my laptop, but then the doorbell rang. As I opened the door I immediately knew something wasn't right. I had double vision all of a sudden, there was only one man standing on my front doorstep trying to sell me solar panels, but I could see him twice. One image of him was completely ordinary. Just the bloke dressed in a suit holding a brochure and telling me about how he can save me money on my electricity bill. But the other image, well it was him, but dressed up in a gimp suit cracking a whip against the floor lustfully. I don't think I said a word to him, I just stared transfixed by what I was seeing. Eventually I closed the door and stood there for a moment trying to understand what had just happened. I passed it off at the time as just my mind playing tricks on me and that I must be overtired. I decided to have a nap. I was woken by a telephone call from my father asking if I was still coming to his house for dinner. I looked at the time and realized I was running late, so I grabbed my coat and flew out the door. On my way to my father's house, which is just a ten minute walk down the road from mine, I walked past just one person, a lady walking her dog, but again I was seeing double. In one image she was completely ordinary, apart from being overweight. She was wearing a pink coat, and beside her a dog trotted along, minding its own business. But in another part of my vision, I could see her again, completely naked, eating ten dog food with a fork. Jellied meat dripped down onto breasts, which she licked ravenously. I was almost sick. I thought about just going home and going back to bed, still trying to convince myself I was simply tired from working. But my father missed not having me at home, and I didn't want to let him down though now I wish I did. Now, what happened next won't make much sense unless I explain something. When I was two years old, my mother died. I say died, she was killed whilst walking home from work one night on this very estate. Nobody has ever been caught in relation to her murder, but now I know exactly who took my mother from me. My father opened the door with a large grin on his face. Come in, son, he said cheerily, but I did not move. Besides the image of my father standing in the doorway was another vision of him holding a knife, and laying beneath him on the floor was my mother, soaked in blood, eyes vacant and still. I took a step back from my father, and did not stop running until I had reached the front door of my house. Straight away I went on to the dark web and searched for Mr. Bubbles' store, but it had gone, vanished, like it had never been there. I didn't leave the house for a few days. I didn't answer the door, I didn't even pick up the phone. What I did was sit by the window looking out onto the street, watching the people walking past. I think I know what I am seeing now, it makes little sense, but it's the only thing I can think of which almost explains what I am seeing. Firstly, when I remove the glass eye, I no longer see two images of everyone. I only see one just like I always have, but when the eye is in I see two visions of every person I look at in the flesh. Secondly, I think I know what I am seeing. I am seeing their sins. I know that sounds utterly mad, but it's the only thing all this seems to point to. The name of the glass eye, the red number seven, and the grotesque and disturbing images I see. I believe it's their sins I am seeing with my new eye. I see the true hideous nature of people, the part of themselves they hide from everyone else. I know I could just take the eye out and forget about it, but I just can't bring myself to do this. I can't trust anybody without it. I can't see the real them. But seeing people's darkest secrets also leaves me alone, for once you see the hidden nature of someone you never want to be close to them again. Many questions remain. Why does this eye allow me to see these things? Who made it? How did it end up on the dark web? I need to know the answer to these questions. So please, if anyone out there has any information on the eye, or if anyone has ever come across Mr. Bubbles' objects of trouble store, then please get in touch. Please. as i sat alone in my dimly lit bedroom surrounded by stacks of dusty books and creaking floorboards i stumbled upon something that would change my life forever it was an old laptop tucked away in a forgotten corner of the attic covered in cobwebs and grime the screen was cracked and the keyboard was sticky with dried spills but it still worked and when i turned it on i found myself sucked into a dark and terrifying world of the deep web at first everything seemed normal enough I browsed through various forums and websites, reading about conspiracy theories and urban legends. But then, I stumbled upon a forum dedicated to the darkest corners of the internet. The posts were cryptic and ominous, speaking of ancient evils and forbidden knowledge. I dismissed them as mere fantasy, but one post caught my eye. It was a thread titled, The Red Room, and the users claimed that it was a place where you could find anything your heart desired, for a price. I laughed it off as ridiculous, but curiosity got the better of me. I searched for the red room, and after navigating through countless dead ends and fake links, I finally found it. The website was shrouded in darkness, and a low hum filled my speakers. A message popped up on the screen, inviting me to enter my request. I hesitated for a moment, wondering if this was some kind of prank or a trap, but my desire for adventure won out. I typed in my request. I want to see the most frightening thing imaginable, and hit enter. The room went black, and all I could hear was my own breathing. Suddenly, a figure appeared before me, tall and imposing, its face obscured by shadows. It spoke in a voice that sent chills down my spine, offering me a glimpse into the depths of madness and terror. I tried to back away, but my feet felt rooted to the spot. The figure leaned closer, its breath cold and rank, and whispered something in my ear, I can never remember what it said, but I knew that it was the last thing I ever wanted to hear. When I woke up, I was lying in my bed, drenched in sweat and trembling uncontrollably. My heart raced and my mind reeled with thoughts of what had just happened. I knew that I had been given a glimpse into a realm beyond our reality, a place where sanity is lost and nightmares come alive. I vowed never to return to that accursed sight, but even now, I know that I will never forget what I saw in the Red Room.